Thank you for being with us tonight on Prep Sports Tonight. We are with you for the next half hour. It'll be ball calls taking over at 8 o'clock live at Calhoun's on the River next to Jesse Smithy of 5starpreps.com. I'm Josh Ward. Double digits when we reach that mark, Jesse, in the regular season. We know that it's on a couple weeks to go here, and then it's time for the postseason. It's going to feel like playoffs pretty yeah. much from here on out, even though there's still this week and next week with the regular season to go. So much is on the line with playoff seeding and region championships that – Really, I mean, I think it started last week with that West and Powell game. Being at that game felt like a state quarterfinal uh, type of atmosphere. And so a uh, big game is coming up this week to decide region championship. And our our first guest tonight is is one of those coaches and teams in the mix for uh, a one seed. As Clark Duncan from South Doyle joins us right here on Prep Sports tonight. Clark, thanks so much for joining us. And um, just... Take us through practice this week, how it's how it's going in preparation for Central High School and their 21-game winning streak and defending state champions coming to town. Yeah, Jesse, thanks for uh, reminding me of that, okay? You know, I mean, <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I, I tell you what, uh, you know, we're excited about playing the defending state champions and, you know, the 21-game streak and, you know, they, they're, you know, scoring 40-some points a game and, you know, I think Coach Rosher is one of those most up-and-coming uh, young coaches. I'm, I'm really impressed with him. I like what he does. But, you know, I really like where we're at. We are uh, we're practicing really well. We're healthy. Um, you know, just watching us practice today, I, you know, and everybody feels prejudiced about their own kids and their own coaches, but I, I just feel like we have a, such a great staff. I'm, I'm just I, – I love watching them coach, preparing our kids, and then our kids are practicing hard. And so, you know, those, those things combined and, I, you know, we, we just, you know, we're one game at a time. It's, you know, it's a, this is a huge one for us, but it's not the end of the season. You know, we, we all realize that we've got to see the big picture. And, uh, but we're, we're really uh, excited to be in, uh, in the position to play them for a district championship. Clark, I don't have to remind you, and I'm sure you don't have to remind your players, looking back to the meeting with Central last year, it came in with a lot of gen- uh, hype and uh, kind of buzz generating around it, and you guys just didn't play your best. And from that point on, the kind of season kind of got out of control. What do you what do you remember most about maybe what went wrong in that scenario and, and how you guys can improve and, and do better to, to close the season here? Well, you know, I think I think you know you go back a few years before that, and you know we play them in the first in, in the in in the regular season, beat them at our place, play them in the quarterfinals, and they beat us uh, with field. They kicked like four field goals to beat us, and and then that was that was you know that was their kind of their starting point, and kind of hurt us, you know, and I, kind of a little bit of our downfall a little bit after that. We uh, you know last year, um, you know, we we got to them and we'd had some, and this is not an excuse, but we had some, we had two big injuries. At week four, and that was Noah Myers, which is a stud at the inside linebacker, and Nate Ad- uh, Nate uh, Barrier, and both of them, you know, were inside linebackers, and and so uh, we just had we had we were playing. We were talking about this the other day, so we played Central Powell, Tennessee High, with two outside linebackers trying to play inside against three pretty physical teams, and it just I mean that's not the end, you know, but that was a big reason that. Uh, we struggled. We, you know, we lost to Central. That was, you know, that, that certainly we struggled to get over that a little bit. I think the next week, and uh, and then Tennessee High played really well, but they were very physical. And we just, we just were not able to get their offense off the field like we needed to. So, you know, but we've learned from it because I mean, we flipped on the film this week against Central last year, and the majority of our kids that were on that field last year are back this year. So there's no excuse. You know, we talk about all the time about. You know, I, I'll take experience over talent. Now, I want talent, 
But if you can have an experienced, talented group, then you got a chance to really be successful. And I, I think that's what we are. I mean, I, I, we have a lot of kids back playing that are two- and three-year starters, um, some very talented young men. Um, so there's no excuse. we got a chance to go and compete. And then, um, you know, that's all you ask for is can you give, give me an opportunity to compete, and then we'll just see what happens. We're talking to South Oil coach Clark Duncan. So in the last year or last couple of years with a lot of those guys you're talking about, how have you seen them develop? How has that experience helped those players? Oh, yeah. I'm just watching practice today. You know, the way that they practice, you know, they know how to, they know how to practice. You know, you don't have to get on them. They, they push themselves. We, we know how to get lined up and make adjustments that are just, you know, because of experience. And so, you know, and our kids are just, you know, you watch them as, you know, a lot of our kids, you know, Elijah's, a little different from most all kids, but he started as a freshman. But the, but the majority of our guys that are playing right now started as sophomores. And just watching the maturity, the, the, you know, the growth physically, mentally, you know, it just uh, it, it's it's fun to watch young men grow like that. It's been special for us to keep these guys together and to, and to be able to uh, uh, have them for three years as starters. That's just going, you know, just we're just ex- really excited about it. Clark, you guys have been transparent this whole season about Mason Brang, the senior quarterback, and not only what he's been through, but kind of where he is. Is there anything new with his his injury rehabilitation and when he might be able to come back? Well, he he goes tomorrow. Actually, he's in surgery tomorrow morning uh, to have the uh, screw uh, removed, which is a a good thing. Uh, That means that the bone is healed. Um, You know, and then and now it's just the it's the uh, the rehab and then just the, the the uh, ligaments re- uh, repairing so you know there's the doctors won't put a time on it um I, you know i keep telling them i say dr johnson give me dr repay give me <laughs> give me an idea you know but uh you know we're, we're hopeful that if we can uh, uh if we can continue to advance that we feel like in mid playoff season we can uh, we could possibly get him back has he been any type of pseudo coach to nick martin or has yeah. he left that in your hands no, he's he's out there in every practice. He's I mean he's got the middle of our offensive uh, practice. You know he's when when we're on defense he's he's with Nick. Um, he's just he's a he's a a coach on a player coach on the field. Um, you know Mason and you know he and Nick are really close and, and you know so Nick has relied on him a lot. So it's really been cool to watch that relationship and and Mason trying to help him. We're talking South Doyle coach Clark Duncan getting ready for Central. Uh, when you put on tape, what, what stands out about the Bobcats, what they do well? And you mentioned Bryson Rosser, what he and his staff do to get them ready. Well, it's, I don't know. It's, you, you, it's, what do they not do well? I mean, they just, they are, you know, defensively, I, I always think of Central as, you know, they play great run defense. There's no question about that. They're going to put several in the box. And they're going to try to, they're going to stop the run. And, and they've got skilled guys on the, uh, on the back end. Uh, you know, Farver is, a, you know, he's a lot like Mason Brain. You know, I think both those two are the uh, really, really special quarterbacks in this area. Um, you know, and you've got to control him. And I don't know if you can do that, but you've got to, you've got to minimize him having the ability to scramble and, and make plays downfield. He's got great skilled kids to throw to. Um, you know, their kicking game, um, they've, they've returned, I think, four or five uh, kicks this year. So, you know, there's really – I mean, you got to defend every phase of the game uh, if you're going – and we're going to have to play our very best to, to have a chance to beat them. But uh, I'm expecting us to play our very best. Clark, you guys had a situation with the targeting call on Elijah Young a couple of weeks ago, and 
fortunately for you all, it was overturned, and he got to only just miss that one game with Seymour. But uh, with your experience in high school coaching and and this kind of advent of the targeting call, with no way to review it during a high school game, which is there are there any changes you'd like to see made with this call of, of, of kind of being more careful when that's thrown out there? I think it, I think uh, you know I've got to be careful what I say. Sure. But I think it needs to be more careful when making the decision that it's targeting instead of just making a quick bam bam play. Now, and I'm not questioning officiating because I some I have great friends that are officials, and I'm gonna promise you this: I make a lot of mistakes on Friday night. If you don't believe me, sit up and stand and listen. <laughs> uh, to, but there's but the, but you know they, they, we all make mistakes. But there was just it was just a it was a bam bam situation, and, and you, those kind of things you gotta you gotta take time and you gotta talk about it. And and so, but you know, the, I tell you the thing that that saved us uh, was not the video, but we had a photographer. And uh, on the sideline that was taking pictures and got every snap up through that play, it was amazing. And that was the selling point uh, because it shows Elijah never leaves his feet. It shows his shoulder into the guy's chest. His helmet never touches his other kid's helmet. It's just so fast, though, it's hard to see that, you know. But but we had still pictures that, you know, we always said the eye of the sky don't lie, and it didn't. It, it just showed the story. And so I think that was the difference. Uh, so, you know, can we get replay? <laughs> no. Uh, so I don't know the answer other than just, you know, relying on those guys making the best decisions they possibly can. And, and you know, I, I believe in safety. I don't want to see somebody out there get hurt. I don't think anybody's intentionally trying to hurt people like that. But, um, you know, it is it is what it is. And, uh, but we were fortunate that uh, TWSB took it serious, looked at it, and uh, made the right decision. But do you think we'll ever get to the point where – We'll have replay because you have huddle sideline, you have huddle end zone film. You guys are able to get on the sideline and look at TVs and at tablets almost instantaneously. Yeah. Well, I, I said that I've been I've been in Knoxville coaching for thirty nine years, and I and I, I said one thing we would never see is turf in Knoxville, <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> I think that's possible. I, you know, I'm, I just you know I I appreciate that turf every single day being on it and. Uh, and so, but yeah, I think I think someday it could come to that. I mean, if, if it's you know at the college level, you know, I think it eventually somehow it gets there. It is if nothing else, with like you said, this the end zone. You know, we have with our huddle sideline and the end zone cameras. It's amazing the things you can see, and so I can see them going back and using that as a review. Hey, Clark, um, before you go, Clark Duncan's with the South Oil. How much have things changed in the way that you? teach your kids and prepare them and talk to them with head injuries being such a big part of the discussion, targeting being a part of the discussion now compared to 25, 35 years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think it always, things have changed. Blocking and tackle is still the same. It, it has not changed. Uh, but you have to, you have to teach how to keep yourself from getting injured. And you have to, you, you know, one of the biggest things that we do, and, you know, of course we have Knoxville Institute Clinic, you know, there in my that's another thing in my wildest dreams that I never think I would have a certified trainer on my sideline every day at practice. But Emily Morrow is just phenomenal, and Dr. Johnson's a phone call away. And so, but we 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 educate our people. You know, we we you know, you're out there in 95 degree weather, a helmet that you're not used to, or it's tight. And I hadn't hydrated, and I hadn't eaten today. All of a sudden, I'm dizzy, and I felt like. You know, do you have a headache from? Or is it dehydration or do you have a concussion? You know, and so there's there's a fine line there, and of course, you know, we we would never argue it. 
somebody says, I, you know, my head hurts, they're going straight to the trainer. The trainer's going to put them through the protocol, and, and, and it is what it is. You know, it's it's not like it used to be. You know, you got your bell rung. I can I've got my bell rung a few times. That's probably what's wrong with me right now. But uh, but but I'm telling you, you know, it's, it's times have changed, and 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 the caution. And I get it. I understand it. And we're gonna we're going to uh, coach ways to keep them from getting hurt. Can't keep them from getting hurt. I mean, we can't prevent everything, but but a lot of the stuff we can. Sure thing. Uh, Clark, we really appreciate the time. Good luck as you get ready for Central. Going to be a fun game this week. Uh, congrats on all that you've been able to do, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thanks so much for the time tonight. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Clark Duncan, head coach there at South Oil. Yeah, 6-2 and two right now, 4-1 and one in region play. They host Central this Friday night for a region championship, and whether they win or lose, they got to get ready to play in Week 11. Powell comes to town, uh, even though it's still Knoxville. I still feel like South Oil is its own little community. So uh, they have some big games to close the season before they even get into the 5A playoffs. We will get to Week 10 of the high school football schedule when we come back here on Prep Sports Tonight. He's Jesse Smithy of 5starpreps.com. I'm Josh Ward. You're listening to FM 99.1, the sports animal. Turn us up and embarrass the Alabama fan that sits in the next cubicle. This is 99.1 The Sports Animal. This is Prep Sports Tonight. Thank you for being with us. You can always go back and find the show on the website, sportsradiownml.com, as well as in the podcast section of the WNML app with Jesse Smithy of fivestarpreps.com. I'm Josh Ward, Sam Foreman producing for us as he does each week. Bunch of big games this week and uh, important time of the season, of course, with two weeks to go in the regular season. Alcoa and Gatlinburg-Pittman, Jesse's a big one this week. The game lost a little bit of luster, though, when Gatlinburg-Pittman lost on that rivalry Thursday to Austin East. And so now Austin East is pretty much in, in the number two slot in terms of seeding, but Gatlinburg Pittman can throw a absolute wrench in this thing if they somehow found a way to shock Alcoa. But Josh Alcoa has shut out six of his last seven opponents. It's allowing three point nine <laughs> points per game this season. Only two teams, Maryville and Blackman, two six eight foot size football programs, have scored against Alcoa. It's a tall task for GP. That's incredible on Alcoa's side. It's insane, and the fact that. They can probably even get better. Uh, that's the scary part. I mean, there's still a lot of young talent on this Alcoa football team. And uh, shout out to Greg Carroll, defensive lineman, picked up a offer from Louisville and also from Georgia Tech uh, within the last week or so. So these these Alcoa tornadoes are are getting notoriety. They're getting better. Caden Tollett, who played at Halls a couple years ago, came in and he's being effective uh, as a linebacker and sometimes in the secondary. So it's. It's an Alcoa team that's just scary right now. What do you think about Powell and uh, Oak Ridge this week? Yeah, uh, we're going to see how quickly Powell can kind of flush the emotion and the the good feelings from its win over West, which had so much hype built up around it. And oftentimes there can be a natural letdown, especially with teenagers when it's not their profession. So we'll see how quickly they can re-energize Matt Lowe's one of the best at that uh, uh, getting guys focused up and and having a high energy on the field and they're definitely going to need that Oak Ridge got an absolutely huge win Friday night over Mount Juliet who's been one of the state's better teams in higher classification for better part of five years uh, I don't think many people gave Oak Ridge a chance to go on the road to Mount Juliet and get that win and they did in impressive fashion 
What about the latest with the uh, Catholic Fighting Irish? Uh, five and three, playing uh, a really strong schedule. Baylor last week, Brentwood mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, just um, wasn't able, weren't able to get it done late in that game uh, against Baylor. I know there's some officiating that went against them, and I've heard it from a number of people, but that happens sometimes, especially when you go on the road. And for for Catholic, they're in a, in a must-sit must win situation and i don't think anybody probably would have predicted that early in the season when you looked across the board at all the talent that they've had but they've had injuries and they've had bad breaks go against them and so they're going to need to win i think they they can win these last two games against brentwood which is a non-region game and then father ryan but uh they're going to need some help from brentwood academy from if if what we look at the standings if that's the way we understand them uh, Anderson County has been rolling recently. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be challenged this week, do you think? Um, on paper, East Hamilton looks like they could possibly give some kind of kind of resistance to Anderson County, but I don't see it happening. The The only hiccup that could possibly happen in this game is because they moved it to Thursday night now. There was a threat of weather on Friday, and uh, East Hamilton and Anderson County agreed to move that game up a day. So just getting teenagers out of their normal routine uh, can sometimes – you know, calls weird things to happen, but I uh, just still see Anderson County going down there and winning that football game. They haven't lost a region game since joining that region in 2017, and they have this running back with TJ Holmes that's really kind of caught fire of late, 12 touchdowns rushing in his last three games. So that complimentary run game with Stone Hatmaker just has really kind of galvanized uh, Anderson County. Yeah, how much do we need to be monitoring the schedule for tomorrow night versus Friday? I've seen Loudon move their game up with Walker Valley. Again, that's a non-region game. I've seen Kingston and Pigeon Forge move theirs. Uh, and, of course, you've already mentioned the the Oak Ridge-Powell game that was already scheduled for Thursday. I, I think we would have seen more by now. Um, if, if there are going to be others, uh, nobody's going to move it up on the day of the game. So I think it might be at a standstill right now, but there might be another one or two sneak in later tonight. Loudon, by the way, 8-0. Uh, next week looks to be a yeah. really big week for a championship. Right, and it's a nice warm-up this week with the Walker Valley team who can put up some points, and so it'll be a, a, a decent contest for Loudon this week. But, yeah, it's next week it's it's Red Bank, and it's kind of looked at this way in terms of a region showdown all season long. And both teams are still assured, at least at worst, a two-seed and, and home field in that first round but i know loudon would like to really position itself perfectly in that 3a bracket uh to avoid any kind of early obstacles in the playoffs this is prep sports tonight on fm 99.1 the sports animal maryville and mcmahon county a battle of two eight no teams yeah mcmahon county undefeated at this point in the year and we've touted jalen hunt their running back for a better part of a year and a half now he's a junior he's over a thousand yards really having a fantastic season but they have two or three other guys that can run the football as well. This is not a, a heavy passing team. This is a grind-out type of football team, physical uh, under Bo Cagle, and we'll see if they can come in and, and kind of muddy the game up with, with Maryville. They probably need it to rain a little bit on Friday and um, try to win the game on the ground, some th- something in the 10-7 to 7 range, 13-7 to 7 range, and we'll see if they can do that. But Maryville has not lost a region contest since 2000. So I'm just going to – that's enough. I'll, that's all I need to say. Uh, they're about to wrap up two decades. It's incredible. It's insane. One might say, Josh, it's hard to believe. Oh, man, I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, here's a here's a fun fact for you. Today is the 18th anniversary of the iPod coming out. That's 2001. So that stretch you're talking about from Maryville predates the iPod. It's incredible. And really, the and only, anybody that's playing for Maryville. And really, the only reason they lost four games to start the 2000 season, they had some, some uh, 
off the field incidents. They had to suspend some players for a while, and then they ran the table, won eleven in a row, won a state title. So that was George Quarles' first state championship. Look where he is now. Hashtag at HTB indeed. Mm. Uh, Farragut Harden Valley. What do you think? Uh, it's big win for Farragut last week yeah. o- over Bearden and, and making the plays late with the ground game. Still without Matt White at running back, but guys like Gabe Hensley stepped up to the occasion and turned out touchdowns when they needed it, turned out third down conversions when they needed it, and we'll see if they can kind of run with this momentum now. Record-wise, probably not what they wanted to be eight games deep into the season, but position in the region standings is still where they want to be everything's still kind of right there in front of them so they just got to close the deal now yeah we talked about it uh, last week uh, both teams needed it that, so that is big after the fact for Farragut. let's see what they do from there yeah and for Bearden it's not a lost cause they're still in, in the playoff hunt in 6a so uh, they need a winner probably one or two more wins to go ahead and lock down their spot as well uh, Hall's Sevier County yeah, Sevier County been kind of um, hard to figure out lately. Uh, they got a quarterback who's putting up phenomenal numbers. They got a skill guy in Braden Hurst that's putting up phenomenal numbers, but they absolutely got routed um, by Seymour a week ago. And Seymour is a team that's come out of nowhere to win three games in a row, and now it's four and four and fighting for a playoff spot. Halls uh, trying to improve its its playoff seating. So this is a big game for both teams, especially for Halls. Uh, they're going to have to really play solid on defense against the pass and uh, see if they can somehow get into the playoffs in Scott Cummings' first year, which would be a huge building block for him. You're talking about Maryville streak a moment ago. Greenville had its incredible streak come to an end. Yeah, first region loss since I think either 2007 or 2008, and had a 21-7 to lead in that game over Elizabethan and let it get away and lost on a field goal with about six or seven seconds left. But So this is going to be a little bit different for them in terms of how they go about things in the playoffs. They'll They'll have to maybe take on some competition in the second round that they're used to facing in the third round. So they still, they still have doubters out there right now, and they've got to find an answer for that. Last uh, 30 seconds or so, any final thoughts, anything we missed, what to pay attention to with, with all that's going on, if you want to add in besides just football? Yeah, we have coverage of state volleyball. we got region um, championship soccer tomorrow. we got region cross country tomorrow. Uh, of course, we'll be covering all of that in addition to all the football that's going on, and it's what we do. That's why we're doing what we do. We have a passion for high school sports, and you'll see all that on 5starpreps.com. Yeah, that's the website. You can follow them on social media as well, at 5 Star Preps. We'll be back next Wednesday at 7.30. We'll be talking about the final week of the high school football regular season. Playoffs are getting closer. Vol Calls is coming up next.